are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, guys, you know, when we did the <clears throat> first time I did the fan speak, uh, you know, I had done it before. <clears throat> um, Pete and I both, you know, sat down the one night and did the TDN one. And some of you guys asked if we could actually just do it while we're on the show. That way you would get to see names available. And, you know, we're going to close out the month here. It's uh, my birthday. we got a little while before the madness will ensue. So why not get one out of here? And look, it's been a fantastic month. Um, you're probably not going to get a show tomorrow, but I imagine you probably almost get one every day between now and the draft. And obviously, you know, we'll cover the little bit of daylights out of the draft. Uh, you know, the love for it. And, you know, this time of the year, it's, it's just a fun, fun experiment and team building, all that good stuff. So we're going to get rolling with that. Obviously, Pete here. Uh, Pete, nothing new. I mean, we're hitting this lagging period now. And, you know, and I talked about it last night. Like, guys like Trey Boston. Yeah, he's a real popular name. But, you know, if you're not getting that long-term deal by now, it, it, it's not coming. And, you know, in what, what it's just, you know, you hit this stall period because now part of the negotiation ploys is, oh, well, my guy wants this many years and this amount of money, and the teams are, well, I got a draft in three weeks. I can get that guy. You wouldn't be available now if I couldn't get a guy like that, and it's kind of where we are here. Yeah, I, I we don't know what the sort of mystical number is they're working with, and, you know, part of this is they're still negotiating contracts, uh you know, potentially renegotiating contracts. You know, they're, they're talking about an extension with the Marius Randall, supposedly. They're uh, trying to rework Olivier Vernon's deal. Uh, that could p- conceivably create money that would al- allow them to do some more things. This is also partly um, basically saying to some of these guys, look, this is our number. Uh, look, Sean, see if you can get something. If you can't, we're here. We'd love to have you. And I think this is a couple guys, Trey Boston, certainly in that group. Rodney Gunter could be in that group. Uh, you know, guys that have uh, Steve Wilkes ties. Um, and, and, and maybe there's a, you know, somebody else in that group and sort of be in this situation where the, the Browns are in great shape and they don't need to force anything. If, if other teams want to overpay, they can do that. But I mean, realistically, the Browns sort of nabbed their big targets. I mean, Sheldon Richardson, getting Odell Beckham and then uh, Olivier Vernon were sort of the big fish, uh, they can they can be patient and sort of let this play out. And they may end up with another player at a nice contract or may, may have something happen where they can, they can operate something. You know, we're still waiting on Richard Higgins to play out. So there's there's some moving pieces there and, and still time to go. But, you know, other than that, it's pro day stuff, some – some good times for some guys like uh, Poppy White out of Ohio U uh, as a receiver. Name you've already got people in. But he's another one of those 5'11", 180-some-odd pound speedster guys. Uh, you can look up you know, him catching all kinds of passes from Ty Tettleton in his third-year quarterback there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's a – you know, it's a lot of trickling out and some small, really small school guys. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's that's that's basically it right now. And you know, it's that, and even like you know, for a guy like Trey Boston, look, if you're eventually looking for that three-year deal, you know, maybe Cleveland becomes a little bit more appealing. Look, guys, we're aware of the amount of primetime games that are about to come to the Cleveland Browns, uh, playoff games. 
And much like we said about Brashard Perriman, you know, I mean, one year, four million. Would you rather be doing it with Cleveland and John and Baker, or would you rather be down in Tampa doing it with Jameis Winston? And you know, I I don't know how much viewing of Tampa Bay Buccaneers football is going to happen this year. Um, so you know, uh, guys, if you haven't check out the Himalaya app, you know that's obviously a new one we've partnered with. You're looking for something new? Go ahead, make sure you subscribe over there and listen in uh, there if it's you know looking for some new new avenue. But we're going to get into your daily delivery, all things dog pound here. Uh, Pete's going to kick it off. Obviously, we're starting at pick 49. Uh, you know, so Pete's on the clock here as I start doing my research. But we're going to give you, you know, names on the board, who it is, why we did, as opposed to so and so. And but go ahead, Pete. Uh, yeah, so just a couple things I wanted to point out that are interesting. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, on the, according to this, goes in the first round, which, you know, I've happened. Uh, but the other things that are, are somewhat interesting specifically to the Browns, Jerry Tillery goes 41, and Jeffrey Simmons goes 48, and 48 to the Dolphins, which, by the way, looking at this, makes an unbelievable amount of sense for them because— Still trying to tank— they want a tank, but they can get a guy that can potentially pay off for them in the long run. Jerry Tillery would be in the same boat if either of those guys are there. So for me, guys that are sitting on the board available uh, that are interesting to me, uh, or I guess just out there in general, Debo Samuel, uh, Taylor Rapp, your guy, Julian Love, Juan Thornhill, Charles Amenahu, and the, the, the guy that you know, is sitting here that, that I'm not going to pass on given that he's sitting, that if, if this is there, I don't see how they're going to pass on. It's Justin Lane. Uh, that's ultimately the guy I'm going to take. Here's the funniest thing. So obviously uh, Pete used uh, the TDN predictive board. I used the TDN player rankings. We were hoping for, you know, some sort of contrast here. I'm in the same dilemma. And I, I what, what would you say, Pete? 5%? Five percent that Justin Lane would be available here because even if he doesn't go in the top thirty-two, there's going to be a mad scramble in that eighteen hours before things fire up on night two. Well, the, the thing is, it's just if you're looking at this corner class, it's just falling apart in front of your eyes, and and it really does. And there's feel one like guy who's rising, and there's one guy right. who's rising through the ashes. Yes, yeah, so, I mean. Justin Lane to us obviously is is the stud guy. I mean, you know, Dane Brugler's obviously obviously been talking quite a bit about Sean Bunting. Uh, his tape is great. His athleticism is great. His production is not as great, but um, you know that's a guy who's potentially rising. But I mean, like, uh, who knows what's going on as far as is the as far as Greedy Williams and his stuff. DeAndre Baker testing jumps were not great. He was fine everywhere else, but there's you know other questions there, and, and really it just seems like the only guy that that people are really seem at least the noise coming out is they're really still happy about is Byron Murphy. So you're basically saying let's if Byron Murphy goes in the first round, is that the only corner that's going to go in the first round? Or is somebody else going to, you know, grab one of those guys, whether it be Lane or they like one of those other guys we mentioned enough that they're going to. And, you know, that's sort of where we're at. And, you know, just by virtue of how the NFL draft tends to work, my guess is that, you know, somebody's going to come up and grab another one of those corners and potentially that could be Lane there. Yeah. I mean, for me, this look, I didn't be there for either of us at 49. And maybe we'll do another one of these. You know, obviously, you know, we got you know, uh, uh, you know, a little bit less than a month to fill. 
but the way it worked here, and look, for me, and especially even if you don't even have to move from 49, and I would still say the chances are, I would say less than 10%, more likely probably less than 5%. But uh, so I guess for both of us, there it is, you know, pick 49, uh, you know, Justin Lane and, you know, the dream rolls on, the Cleveland kid comes. Um, we've talked many times where if you're looking about putting together a cornerback duo, Denzel Ward and Lane and the differences in both their games become a really, really solid duo. So, I mean, you know, kind of funny and just, just the way it worked on this one. And, you know, no offense to Matt Miller. Matt, this is the way sometimes some of these things work on these on these draft machines. And, and look, there's, we'll say every year, you know, Friday morning after Thursday night of the draft, I can't believe he's still here. I can't believe he's still here. I can't believe he's still here. It's just, it, it happens. If it's Justin Lane, yeah, I'll be I'll be stunned. But, you know, Justin Lane at 49 would be an absolute stink of dream, especially feeling with what you've done, everything this offseason, that you got a first-round pick at 49. Pete puts you up at 80. Okay, so, you know, the thing goes through, and, you know, a couple guys that, that fall off the board, you, you, you would like to see make it. Juan Thornhill got grabbed. Darnell Savage got grabbed. Um, you know, it would have been it would have been great to you know get Justin Lane and, and find your way into into that safety to sort of complete the group. I don't really see it there. So to me, I'm looking at the defensive line. Uh, you know, the guys who sort of jump out at me there, Kalen Saunders. I love him. Uh, I'm not going to pick him simply because they're the, first. I don't want to make it too much like the last one of these we did, and second, there is another guy that I really really like. That I think could jump out and, and be a really good player, uh, which is Zach Allen, who's sitting there. The other guy who's the other guy who's sitting there that's that's pretty interesting to me, uh, Emmanuel Hall from Missouri. You know, I, I think the value has to be outstanding to take a wide receiver that high, but he is a guy with incredibly in speed, explosion, uh, vertical threat. Uh, his production's okay. It's not great. It's part of the reason I won't end up taking him. And then linebacker-wise, there's a lot of guys. Uh, Drew Tranquil from Notre Dame. Uh, Shion Takitaki from BYU. I think it's a little early for him. David Long. I wish we had more data on him. Maybe there's a way that still happens. Uh, but for me, uh, it, it really comes down to th- those defensive linemen. And I'm going to take Zach Allen and so my thing with Zach Allen is I view him as a defensive tackle. Uh, I think he can play edge theoretically, but I just love what he brings in, in to that defensive tackle group. Even though he's a lighter guy, uh, he's got the strength and power for that position. He's got he's just a tremendous football player in terms of understanding what his job is, what he's supposed to do, how he uses his hands, his positioning. Uh, he's more of a power player than a speed player, but you know, he uses just enough quickness and speed to keep guys honest and, and occasionally can can get through. But I think if you slide him inside, that that agility, that quickness becomes more of a weapon. I think he can be a guy who can rush the passer. But if you look at his career at Boston College, particularly his junior year, all this guy does is produce just crazy, crazy numbers in terms of he had basically 10% of their solo tackles as a junior, which is a defensive end is just stupid sacks, uh, tackles for loss. You know, you wish you had a little few more sacks, but just gives you a lot of things that just make a really, really good football player. 
that sort of and, and his testing didn't work out that way, but give you reminiscence of guys like uh, of, of Cameron Jordan, maybe Cameron Hayward, those type of guys who are just really, really good football players who give you everything you want in terms of fundamental football that, that can make plays and, and I think will will play a little bit better than maybe their athleticism suge- suggests. He's coached by pa- Paul Pasqualoni, really, really good uh, defensive coach at Boston College. So I think he's he, he, he's just a great fit for getting a guy. And again, I look at this, and I was in a discussion with this this afternoon, God bless Hiram, uh, <laughs> of getting guys that put the Browns – it's not about – just getting guys. It's getting guys that help the Browns win playoff games, win games in January and February. To me, Zach Allen uh, and, and Justin Lane are guys that you know don't just help you win games in the regular season or aren't just about what do they give you in 2020 and 2021. It's These are guys who can help you win playoff games now. So that's part of the thought process. In, you know exactly and look it's you know this is a guy Pete has been high on Pete if you guys remember the shows from Mobile Pete from down there came away very impressed and you know I don't know if you know you're going to view him ever as you know the most athletic he's just the bare bones of the crew he's going to do what needs to be done you know inside he's probably better but you know can do outside and, and I thought Pete you had a great tweet today where it's well if Sheldon Richardson or Larry Ogunjobi can't start in week three who's starting at defensive tackle somebody's going to have to and the guys in house incapable of that yeah i mean you're hoping carl davis gives you something you're hoping brian price turns it on and, and when i did the i wrote an article about this when i did this i promise you i had to look these guys up i did not remember who some of these defensive tackles were it was basically you know it was sheldon richardson uh larry Ogunjobi, davis trevon coley carl davis and I had to look it up. Daniel Equale, you know, Brian Price, those type of guys. And they're going to be in camp, presumably. They're going to have their shot to do something. But I'm looking at this as, as, can I bet my job on this? And the answer right now is absolutely not. Maybe one of those guys surprises you and gives you something. But, again, if we go in this and, you know, Sheldon Richardson's down for a week or Larry Ogunjobi's down for the week, don't tell me your answer is – well, we'll put Brian Price out there. We're going to be fine. Like, you have to do this. And we, we ran into this against the Ravens last year where, you know, Larry Ogajobi didn't even go down for the whole game. He just went out to get checked out, and it was just a disaster. And I think beyond that, it's not just can you survive without them. Can we get some impact from from that spot with the 30% of plays we need those guys to be off the field just to keep them fresh, to keep them healthy? And, and, and to their credit, Sheldon Richardson is a guy who does not miss games, but I want these guys going on full strength, full octane, always firing off the ball. And in order to do that, I need some credible guys who are going to come up and keep the pressure up. Yeah. Um, first thing I'm going to say, though, as I get to my selection here is, you know, in the way it's done, obviously you see the picks before you. Um, pick 78, Pete. Daniel Jones to the Miami Dolphins of Duke. This is a guy everybody kind of thinks the Giants are going to use that pick 17 for. And go ahead and take Daniel Jones because he played for Cutcliffe, who is a Manning family favorite. So there you go. He's a uh, really good quarterback coach. I mean, they're, they're, don't well, he's gotten Daniel not, Jones to look this yes, good? Sure. Yes, that's, <laughs> I mean, if, 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 you, if there's nothing else... You can say that this dude has gotten Daniel Jones to be this highly regarded. He, he's a very good coach. It, it, it's just 
that you know to me that's not enough but we shall see if one of these teams is willing to go that high on him I, you know I, the, to me this is starting to reek of uh Ryan Ryan Nassib Yep. Uh, where it was, oh, the Giants are going to take this guy in the first round or somebody. Yeah, it was the Giants. No, it was, uh, it was uh, wherever uh, his coach was at that point, Doug Marone, his first his first time around. Buffalo. Yep. Buffalo is going to take him in the first round, and then ultimately he goes in round four. Uh, that is, you know, I think that may be what happens with Daniel Jones. Um, like Pete here, Kalen Saunders is available. Look, love Kalen Saunders. He was there at 80. It's a slam dunk stinking pick. Uh, no doubt about it, but I am going to you know just try to diversify this and do a little bit different. Going to the linebacker group, Voshan uh, uh, Joseph from Florida, uh, you know Drew Tranquil. There's nobody here in this linebacker class I'm comfortable with taking here. I look at the tight end group. Dawson Knox is available, and look, I think he's a ridiculously good athlete, but you do worry about the fact that he spent all that time at Ole Miss, and look, there were some injuries, but Never, ever got the ball. Maybe he's a hidden gem. Maybe he is, but it, it's it's an interesting name. But one name and the way this one went through became even more interesting. And, and I can't even believe it's there because I, I didn't even think I was going to look at that position this early. I go to the wide receiver position, Pete. And you know, uh, the draft network, they certainly do not view Marquise Brown as a first-round pick, uh, if this is, you know, uh, player rankings of combined of everybody there. He's available here. Um, so is Paris Campbell. But yeah, that's that's another story another day. Um Did you tailback? Well, eh, maybe. We may need one. We may need <laughs> I mean, one. If you want a tailback, it'd be Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell would look pretty good. Well, I mean, maybe it would help that, you know, touch, you know, Jet sweep that they like to do. I mean, you know, if you, by all means, if you're going to draft somebody for a jet sweep, you're going to do it extremely high. Um, but this one, you know, so it's a little weird, a little bit different the way it falls down. But uh, yeah, if Hollywood Brown, if somehow, and you all better be sleeping if this happens, um, if he's available at 80, yeah, so uh, locked and loaded, Hollywood Brown here in this scenario. Um, Safety class dropped it quickly. Linebackers, not nothing there. I don't want to do Kalen Saunders again. Look, that's a slam dunk if Kalen Saunders is there at eighty. It's it, it, you know take it to the bank. Totally fine with that. But we will bring in Howard here now. So you know two, after two selections before Pete here in the fourth round is now a Justin Lane Hollywood Brown grouping. Which yeah okay we'll take that. Um guys um with the um. Remember, new, uh, you know, Himalaya app. Um, so go ahead, subscribe to Locked On Browns on the new app, obviously, Himalaya. Ever, in the ever-expanding podcast community world, you need Himalaya with a personally curated playlists and new features every day. Make sure, you yeah, make sure you go ahead and download Himalaya. Make sure you're subscribed and listening to Locked On Browns over there. Pete, round four. Uh, yeah, so... I'm looking at linebackers. There's still a lot of guys here. Uh, they've got David Long ranked 160th. Uh, again, there's some questions there with him. But it might be the Brett. same thing that we're feeling, though. It's like, well, I, 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 it's almost like it's incomplete at this point. Right. Um, the one thing I would mention on Marquise Brown, the Liz Frank, he's supposedly already running routes, which... Well, he apparently he just got it off, and they told him he was about to he start to resume a, a slow normal activity, whatever slow normal activity means. Now, even I, even that seems fast. 
because and granted they are obviously much bigger human beings but he well he's not <laughs> well no but I mean, like joe batonio and uh john greco you know that was basically a year-long injury for those guys that i mean again they are bigger human beings but when you consider what liz frank is which my understanding is fusing bones together in your feet uh that seems fast. I, I I almost worry. You know, if once the team gets drafted, once the team drafts him or whatever, they basically say, "Look, stop. Uh, let's get you right." But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that is the update with him that they you know things are seem to be progressing along. So uh, I assume he will be at the medical recheck at the you know when they when they come back for the combine and we'll get more of an update about there. So that may ultimately help him rebound substantially uh, if if people like what he has but certainly you know if with baker mayfield and everybody else on this offense if you're saying you get a healthy hollywood brown to, to take the top off i mean it's it's just an even if he's there even if he's there at 49 it's like yeah, well, I mean, all it's, right screw sorry screw d-line screw no. the cornerbacks we'll find we'll find 350 pound guys later uh sure let's just, let's just go absolutely freaking nuts all right so yeah a couple guys that jumped off the board that that i like in front of me uh anthony nelson from Iowa, uh, Titus Howard from Alabama State, Justin Hollins from Oregon, if you want another edge guy, Gerald Willis, who's really interesting to me. I've not seen a thing data-wise about him um, from Pro Day or not. He, he could be a guy that really does enter in the mix and could be a guy that really does become somebody that Browns like because he's a really good run player uh, that can, can make an impact behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, some of the guys that are available, offensive tackle, Bobby Evans, Tyler Raymer, Oliudo, Tyree St. Louis, another guy I'd love to see some numbers on. Max um, Sharping, Isaiah Prince from Ohio State, which I I, th- I think I might be higher on than some. Um, uh, let's see, li- I already mentioned linebackers, David Long, Tavon Coney, Gary Johnson. I'm not a Gary Johnson guy. Jermaine Pratt, Trey Watson, would love to see the numbers on him. Um, but where I – where – it's tough – I so normally the the easy answer for me here would be Oliudo, like a hundred percent. I think he's ideal. I am going to go ahead. The other guy position I will mention is safety, and they've got some guys that I like. They just rank them way lower than I do. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and grab. The offensive tackle out of San Diego State, Tyler Raymer. Uh, he's another in that you know that type of athletic offensive tackle project types like like Oliudo. That's why I think Oliudo's pretty ideal for this. Uh, he's got the height you want. Raymer does. Uh, he's you know very light on his feet. Uh, Thick three twelve, you know, pretty good, pretty good explosion. He's not a fantastic athlete, but he's 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 good. He's also twenty one. He's uh, in fact, he just just turned twenty one in March, so he's a very young prospect. So that's the other thing that sort of really works in his favor. So I'll go ahead and grab Tyler Raymer to give uh, them an offensive line uh, project because again, something's got to give on that front. They're gonna have to replace one possibly both those guys uh and one of those replacements may already be on the roster in kendall lamb we shall see you know where that ends up but uh, you know we'll go ahead and give this a t- t- uh tyler raymer could be a guy that they look at as a left tackle where i think oliudo at least for the time being may be a right tackle only and kendall lamb is a right tackle um so that may be part of the thought process 
Yeah, no, here at, you know, the fourth round, and if you guys listened to the show last night with Steven, maybe part of this might be a little bit more early is need over value. If you truly like the player and it's, we think what we got going on here now is a really good thing. We value this player. He's here now. Do I gamble another 20 picks that he's he, he's not here? You know, that's where some of, you know, some issues can, you know, obviously come to light here. And just, you know, obviously driving around. The interior defensive line and some of the guys I like, um, TDN isn't as high on. So I don't have to worry about that just yet. Um, I go to the edge class, and now this is where a name blows my mind that is still here and still available. Um, and guys, like I said, fifth round's going to be fun. I mean, that's that, that could be a nice money round, and that's maybe where you're going to go value in BPA and say, look, because now we're getting tight for asses and seats, musical chair style. Um, I go to this, and I see Max Crosby out of Eastern Michigan. He's put together an incredible draft cycle. Uh, you know, some solid production. This one here for me is a no-brainer. Um, you you just need more pass rush. I can get some run pluggers here. The fifth round, I'll probably end up taking two. I can't believe I've gone this long before I've taken any. But this one here, for no doubt, and it's it's Max Crosby. Uh, you know, I was actually talking with his agent last night, and I said, "Man, you put yourself together a hell." hell of a draft group, and it is Byron Murphy, it is Justin Lane, it is Max Crosby, it is Taylor Rapp, I mean, uh, this agent, and it's uh, CJ LeBoy, he's got himself a healthy, healthy stable of prospects going in this draft, so here, I'll go at 119, you know, the draft network, this may, I, I, I don't know the last time this is updated, and Max Crosby should go a lot higher than his ranking here, um, Offensive tackle, yeah, I want to bring somebody in. I think we should be able to do that in the fifth round. But a guy like Max Crosby, I mean, he, he checks every you know box almost, and the athleticism is solid here. So with this, I've now gone, you know, Justin Lane. I've gone Hollywood Brown, maybe a gift at 80. Maybe Lane was a gift at 49, but he, he played these things as they are. Max Crosby, 119. Yeah, and now I get to go to the fifth round, and, you know, I get to just go kind of BPA by position there. So Max Crosby here. Pete, let's get to the fifth. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Max Crosby is a fantastic player, uh, really, really promising edge rusher. Uh, if for anybody interested, uh, Mac Robinson over at Brownswire uh-huh. on his podcast did an interview with him last night. Posted, so for anybody who's interested, that's there. Uh, we are at uh, pick 144. This is where it gets tough because a lot of value players aboard, guys that the Browns could use. Um David Long still sitting there. Trey Watson still sitting there. Ben Burkirvin from uh, Washington sitting there. Safeties. Uh, the board is just wonky for that, so I'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Interior D-line, you know, the guys they have high here. I'm not super high on. There are guys I like later. Uh, so it really comes down to me between – Defensive line, linebacker, and safety. Um, uh, the, the, there's the honest play and there's the greedy play. The <laughs> I'm going to go with the honest play here. I'm going to take Saquon Hampton, the safety from Rutgers. Um, they've got him ranked really low. I think he's a really, really um, – you know, I don't know – if you love him to necessarily come in and play strong safety, 
but I think he can. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that he can do it. I mean, if you watch his tape, he, he seems – a lot of the things that I like about some of these other safety classes, he or safety guy, uh, he can he can do. Uh, if you get a chance to watch him, he knows how to go play the ball. He's got size. He's not afraid to come up and make tackles. Like he, Rutgers is an awful football team, and this is this guy on defense who's just coming around making plays. Like tested really, really well. Uh, just seems to be the thing going on in that entire state. Everybody else got out, and he was the last last one there. Uh, so let's rescue him. Uh, go ahead and grab Saquon Hampton out of there. Uh, safety theoretically could start. If all else fails, he could be a really, really nice backup for uh, Demarius Randall. Yeah, uh, you know, look, I'm going to take it here through here. Obviously, I'm going to go to the, you know, interior defensive line. And you know, I still like, I, I've got three to four names here. I've got two more picks in this round, so I'm not going to go that route. Obviously, I've gone edge, so I, I'm pretty much done there. Linebacker. There's guys I've liked, and obviously Pete and I, we've gone over this. The athletic testing has killed some of these guys. It doesn't mean I still wouldn't want them, but you know, if they're going to drop like a stone, that's when I have more interest. Um, you know, tight end class, definitely something I would look into taking one of these guys. But now it's getting to the point now where it's, you know, it, they're more the traditional types and the blocking types, you know, not the athletic freaks. Um, so that's just another avenue to go to. So uh, this is where I, I've peaked my nose. And look, guys, don't get upset with me. It's not my fault. I, I do not believe Duke Johnson is going to be a Cleveland Brown for the 2019 season. I look here at this selection, and I see the name Justice Hill out of Oklahoma State. And one thing I would say is, you know, uh, obviously tested better than a guy like Duke Johnson brings you similar capabilities to a Duke Johnson. If I am taking him at pick 144, he is going to make less than a fifth. I'm sorry, I mean, well, I don't even know. I mean, he'll make, what, five, 600,000, where Duke Johnson is 5 mil, which is probably what part of the reason is. So Justice Hill, who was a testing star at the Combine, and this running back class, it's going to be weird how it plays out um, but yeah, if I can add a Justice Hill who can do a little bit of everything, um, you know, obviously the Big Twelve football with this spread happy, uh, you know, obviously played Baker. This is a selection I'm not going to turn down here, and I can't believe I've actually already gone offense twice <laughs> with two with two of the first four picks. But these are players, and now for me, this is like a BPA. You know, there are a couple of the running backs here. Rodney Rodney Anderson from Oklahoma's here. Eh, a lot of injuries coming off the ACL. Are you sure you even got him to start with? No, I'll take Justice Hill, and even if it's a small role to start, you know, in 19 before maybe Kareem Hunt moves on to a bit bigger, better pastures, or, you know, cash, I should say that. I'll take Justin Hill here at 144. Yeah, he's not bad. Not bad. Could have done better, but that's all right. Ah. All right, so 155. <laughs> uh here's what I've got so far. I've got Justin Lane, Zach Allen uh, to play offensive tackle. Tyler Raymer is an offensive tackle in Saquon Hampton. Um, what's available? Defensive edge guys, Jalen Jelks, Malik Carney, Carl Grandison, Byron Cowart. Ugh, I don't like any of those guys. Uh, Byron Cowart's considered an edge? I guess. At least on this. I, I think he's an def- interior guy, too. A 300 um, and change. He better be. 
you know, if I'm just sort of speculating the uh, old wide receivers over here, I see Demarcus Lodge, you know, Keyshawn Johnson, Stanley Morgan, Terry Goodwin, Preston Williams, Travis Fulgham. There's a lot of options there. But more likely, like linebacker again, Jermaine Pratt, Trey Watson, Chase Hansen. I'm not Chase Hansen. Guy's 26. Ben Burkirvin. Uh there's some uh, good linebackers here, and then uh, you know I'm I'm still monitoring the safety position because I don't think I'm done there, uh, and and the interior D line is is you know still steady of guys that I'm not terribly interested in. So the other the other position I, I I'm keeping an eye on is tight end, and the guy who's sort of sitting there that's very tempting is Foster Moreau, um, very athletic. Uh, reasonably productive at LSU. Probably should have gotten the ball more, but I think their offensive line was uh, iffy enough that they had to sort of use him a lot to supplement and pass blocking, so he knows how to do it. Decent run blocker. He just has a lot to like. He stands out to me as a guy that I think uh, Freddie Kitchens and his tight end background might really like to have, that he just sort of looks at this guy as a guy he can sort of build up. Uh, but given – what really uh, the Browns need, I'm, I'm going to come back to linebacker. I'm going to go ahead and grab Jermaine Pratt from NC State. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily a guy that can play Will, but he is a guy who's been really productive, has good size, uh, pretty good athlete, uh, and, and it's just about getting more talent in that room. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot to offer in that department that that could be attractive to this this uh, this coaching staff. So Pete goes linebacker here. Me now, I have not dipped my toes into the defensive tackle group, and now this is this is kind of like for me the way it worked out. This is like the money area for me. These are guys I like, guys I am high on, um, guys who I think have the right amount of athleticism. Um, the tight end group. I mean, maybe I'll dip my toes in, but I, I'm not sure it's going to fall the way I want it to. But right here, and, and I'm looking at some of these names, and obviously, uh, you know, some of you guys got into it a little bit yesterday with Kyle Krabs. Um, obviously, Michael Dogbay is still here. Um, but, you know, there's a guy out of Arkansas, and you're only getting one year of performance in Armand Watts. But I think part of the thing with Armand Watts is, you know, when a program is in downtime and they don't really have anything going well. But I'm going to take the guy while the iron is hot here. And I'm going to jump in and take Armand Watts here. And this would be pick 155. Uh, they have him ranked a little bit before this, but a couple of the tackles, like DeMarcus Christmas, I know very well out of Florida State. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a stuffer. I mean, you know, he, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of what he did was he's based bad. on bad blocking. Exactly. Any you know, contribution here. Um, you know, Armand Watts, and this is the thing me and Pete have talked about and emphasized. We want guys who can get into the backfield and on passing situations. Armand Watts has showed that. So Armand Watts out of Arkansas becomes the fifth pick I've made here at pick 155. And I've dipped my toes finally into the defensive tackle class. Right. So <laughs> I'm at 170. Uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. unfortunately goes at 167. So I didn't, you know, I didn't have a chance to grab him. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll survive. Uh, I mean, there, this wide receiver class is just, as always, just stupidly deep. Um, 
But let's see. Linebackers, there's still good linebackers there. I don't want to say I'm done at linebacker, uh, but I looking at the interior defensive line again it's still not moving anywhere so there's no real pressure for me to to jump on that um safety is is where i come back to and 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 i really like what i got out of saquon hampton but i want a guy and another guy who who i'm very confident can can fill in at at strong safety as a result uh i'm gonna go ahead and, and and grab uh really ranked low i don't rank 280th on this board but nevertheless i'm gonna grab Kari willis from michigan state he's more of a pure box guy i'm going to reunite him with his teammate justin lane uh and and just continue to build up that secondary and try to ensure the browns have as many options as possible back there uh to give them the the, the chance to make sure that they aren't you know at a huge position of weakness or, or, or so paper thin that if one guy goes down, they're just done. Uh, yeah, so this for me, like I'm looking at a linebacker group, I believe a, a target I have here or two I can get with the next selection, and that's the difference between uh, Pete using the predictive board and me using the player rankings board. I'm peeking over to the safety position. It's this is different because you know the rankings. This is seems to be where it dries up quick. Um, I'm looking with you know this is name. I don't see a lot other that I'm absolutely in love with. Actually, we'll say Quan Hampton. My lord, rankings wise, they're not he's fans. really low. He's like what four hundred something. I, I think I want. I think it was three thirty five in player rankings. Yes. So they, I mean, it, it's interesting there. And actually, I know part of the people who are. You know, helping with his representation, uh, good people. They don't usually chase dogs without fleas. I'm going to go back to the tight end position just for a quick glance, but I'm probably going to double up on D-tackle here. Elise Mack I do like. Tommy Sweeney I do like. I, I, I'm not sure if he's going to fit the athletic profile on offense that they're looking for here. Uh, he's more of a... Uh, the old school traditional. Well, he's, well, he's that, but he's he's... He's a lot of Demetrius Harris. If you like, you know, yep. if they want another kind of guy like Demetrius Harris. Tommy Sweeney's, you know, freaking Boston Southie type kid. I mean, I don't know if he, where he's actually from in that area, but he's got that sort of attitude. Uh, he's a BC guy. They like to fight. I already got one of them. Yep, and I'm actually laughing because the selection before mine at 169 was Khalil Hodge. Wow, thanks Rams. You saved me that headache. Um, uh, so I'm going to go back, and I will double tip in the uh, the defensive tackle position, and the emphasis on getting into the backfield, creating havoc. And there's guys they have ranked higher. Um, you know, Tristan Hill's an interesting name from UCF, but you know, it, it, I'll always come back to this guy. And uh, you know, Michael Dogbay's here. Um, the ranking is a little bit, you know, it's about 25 picks out, but. I think in speaking to the kid, you know exactly what you're getting. I think the work ethic is never going to be a question. The off-field is never going to be a question. So Michael Dalbay, and now I've double-dipped, so I've got my D-tackles. So I'm going to we're going to camp with a ton of them. So Michael Dalbay comes in here now that I'm going to take, probably most likely take defensive tackle off the board here for the rest of this. You know, maybe emphasize any anywhere between you know safety, linebacker, tight end, because there'll be some guys that are going to be available, but... You know, Michael Dogbay rolls on in here, and you know, I, I've got the makings of what should be a solid rotational group here with Crosby and the two defensive tackles. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, I think it there. Love, love dog. The thing is, it's just you know when when guys don't get invited combine, you're just not sure. Like you have situations where a guy, you know, especially though when he puts up a rat. You know, if you guys don't know uh, Kent Platty, he does the uh, relative athletic score, and Dogby blew it the hell up. So you know, it, it's weird how all this stuff works. And obviously, you know, he wasn't a combine guy; he was only a shrine guy. But I still sat and scratched my head how he was not invited to the combine. Yeah, so occasionally you'll see a guy like not get invited to the combine and end up going like the third round. But you know, then you're you're also going to see guys who are sitting there in round six, and you're sitting there going, "What the hell?" And you know, they didn't get invited to those things, and those things matter uh, more, maybe more than they should, but they do matter. So. You know, I think he's a terrific football player. I, you know, as soon as you get to day three, I'm more than happy to get him anywhere there. But you know, if he's sitting there, that may be the reason why. Uh, but I, I do, I absolutely believe he can help a team. And he, I keep calling him this. He's the working man's Ed Oliver. He just has a lot of those same characteristics. That's a similar build and just plays his ass off. And there's always going to be a value to that. So, yeah, uh, I'm at uh, 189. Uh, this linebacker class, this is where it gets good. I really like a lot of these guys, I, and I keep coming back to this. You know, I, I think day three has a lot of good linebacker talent that's that's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, you know, I I could grab Michael Dogbay too here. I'm not going to just because, you know, let's keep it a little bit different, but I would not hesitate. Uh, he's, he's a great player. Uh, wide receivers, you know, there are guys um, – that are, you know, this is one of those positions where I can always find somebody uh, like Anthony Ratliff Williams is sitting there. I'd love to see the rest of his athletic data, but he's very promising. Uh, so tight ends, you know, it's the same thing. I got Tommy Sweeney here. There's Donald Parham, who had a really great testing day for Stetson, although he's 225 pounds. He's 6'8". He's not a tight end. He's just not. And he's got tiny little running sticks. And every time you run at the senior bowl, like block or something, I, everybody's sitting there cringing that it's, those things are going to snap. Uh, he did leave with an ankle injury. Uh, so I, I think he becomes a really interesting receiver in the mold of yeah, – I'm trying to think. There was a guy came out a few years ago, had like a million touchdowns uh, with Dr- Darling out of a small school – and was drafted by the New York Giants. But, yeah, that type of guy. Crazy production. But, anyway, so uh, I'm going to – man, that's tough. Ben Burkirvin, I love him. Uh, but uh, he's one of the guys I picked in the last one. I've got safeties. I could always go for a third safety. I'm going to stick – I'm going to stick with uh, – man, this is tough. Let's see, Run, running back. This is the other one that's tempting. Is Divine Ozigbo sitting there? Uh, obviously, when we did the draft the last time, you know, I, I thought if if they're going to move on from Duke, and you know that it almost seems like that's less likely to happen the further this goes along. But who knows? He's a just a really good player. I think he could be a, a tremendous fit, uh, especially sitting here at the 189th pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab him. I, I just, if, if the Browns just are insistent that they want to move on from Duke and I, I, think, I don't think it's the player. I think it's the role he's going to play to get paid $5 million. I think well, that's I the mean, issue they have. The thing is like, 
And you're not going to ask him to take a pay cut. That's not going to happen. No, uh, sure. But, I mean, the other part of this is, you know, move him to make, make him make him a receiver if you, you want to do it that way. But I just think the, the talent is too good. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Divine Ozigbo, the running back from Nebraska, crazy athletic, uh, really has good size, was productive, just a lot to like there. There's not a ton in this running back class I like, but he is one of the big five so far for me that I, I think does help a team. And if he's sitting there this late, I, I have a feeling he will go earlier uh, because I do think this running back class is, is slim pickings. But, uh, yeah, if, if you can stumble into him and, and run into a rota- rotation of Nick Chubb, uh, Divine Azigbo, and then you get a little relief assuming he can keep himself out of trouble that long, Kareem Hunt comes in and that, that makes a really nice group of running backs. You know, I've driven around this. Now, for me, you know, what's left of the tight end class – I'm out. Congratulations, Seth DeValve. I wanted to kind of keep you around anyway, so I'm going to get to do that here. Um, the safety group, the way this is going to work out, so maybe it'll be a seventh-round safety or whatever, so let's go ahead and maybe make that Trey Boston thing happen. So come out of your you know, ether. I'm going to the linebacker group here, and look, if I'm putting a six-round selection on a linebacker, and I don't care if Pete doesn't like him or not, the guy's athletic as hell. So now this is where you're going to say, hey, you got to make him into something. If anything, he should be able to run 90 miles an hour down the field to cover punts, cover kickoffs, and then see if he can work out the rest of it. <laughs> He's still here, Pete. I don't want to hear it. And just because I I don't want to spend nine months trying to say taki-taki, um, Gary Johnson's here. I'm going to go ahead and take Gary Johnson. Athletic player, can play specials. Go ahead, hit me. What do you got? No, if memory serves, I just think I think his forty time is faster than his shuttle. Yes. So straight line, there you go. That's what we're going yeah, for. Yeah, I, I, I just he's there's so many linebackers in this class. In fact, I got burned on one I was hoping would be sitting here. Uh, he just doesn't do much for me. But that that that's not that does does not mean he can't be good. It's just not much for yep. me. Uh, but yeah, if you if you, also, take, him, we're talking if you about- take him to be essentially a missile, uh, he he is more than capable. And look, it's here. It's pick one eighty nine, guys. And the other thing is, is I mean, the guarantees are kind of out the window that anybody this late for the Cleveland Browns is going to make the roster, which seems weird. Yes, I know, but get used to it. And oh well, what happened to that draft pick he's got in a week? Yeah, well, that that's very well could happen. So that'll put Gary Johnson as my seventh selection here. Uh, we'll be looking safety. We'll be looking tight end class. I'm not sure it's going to work out for my last one here, but Gary Johnson comes in here at pick one eighty nine. Right. So, first thing I got burned on was thinking I had that uh, that uh, Ulysses Gilbert from Akron was going to last this long. Uh, he did not. I got burned on as I thought I had two picks left. I've only got one left, but that's right. Uh, <laughs> so the the guy that I'm going to grab here, you know, this basically, you know, this is this is what's left. There there are a couple ways to go about this. Let me see if these are the other ones are even here. Yeah, there's a couple. Eh, no, it's really just the one. All right. Uh, so some guys were sitting here. Basically, at this point, you know, at this point in the draft, you're working the phones, seeing if guys are going to end up undrafted, uh, seeing if you can otherwise. Laws and uh, Tyrell Dudson is from Texas A&M. 
anybody else. Joe Deneen from Kansas is still sitting here. I haven't seen anything from him testing-wise. Yeah, what happened uh, to him? Because I know you were high on him. We haven't heard a word on that, dude. Well, I, he, he has just obscene tackle market share. It's like 19%. I think he led the country. Koa Farmer, the famous Penn State uh, linebacker who ran some of the best times ever. Uh, and Nate Harvey, the really, really undersized uh, – they're calling him a linebacker, but he was that edge player that has a ton of production that tried to go back to school for one more year and then uh, at East Carolina and got rejected. And then Ty Summers from TCU has a pretty good profile. But I'm going back to the defensive line. I'm going to grab my second one. I'm going to go ahead and grab Cortez Broughton from Cincinnati. Uh, you know, this is, an, uh, this is a guy who, uh, even though he tested his – tested his ass off at the Cincinnati Pro Day. He's productive. Uh, there's just a lot with him that's to like. He, he just has not gained much, at least in terms of buzz, um, which may or may not mean anything. Uh, but to me, he's a guy who can come in and compete at the three-tech. I think if you can get his pad level consistent, he can give you some reps as, as a one, especially if you want him to rush the passer. Uh, I just... The, the you watch him. I mean, I've even you know I, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to a coaching clinic at Ohio State a few months ago, and you know they had uh, what's his head coach from Cincinnati uh, there talk and and talking about some of his players and using Cortez Broughton as an example of a guy that you know they you know they they talk about it in terms of they they sort of grade guys in terms of like how hard they work like. When the plays there type guys, you know, pretty good workers, and then you know the guys who are just relentless, and you know the, the, he, you know, he his his thought on Cortez Broughton, he, he put him basically at that second level, like he's he's getting there, but he's not quite at the highest level, and basically said if he had another year there, he thought he'd get to that level. Um, you know, has been a guy who's really put it together, just insane production. Uh, you know, was was great in the Shrine game uh, practices. You know, he's just got a lot of, you know, for the people who like traits, don't get me wrong, I like traits. It's just part of those traits involves he's really athletic and he's also really productive. Those are traits too. Uh, but I, I do think he has some power. He has some, some quickness, some things that you can really add and compete with. Maybe he doesn't make your final roster, but maybe he's a guy you stick on the practice squad. You, you end up with you needing either during the season or next season. But I, I think he's got a lot of talent and can be a really nice player. Uh, for the Browns or someone else, you know it's it, now we've gotten really, really to to the slim of it. Um, but guys, uh, iTunes rating reviews um, obviously they help the show, they help with the growth. So do me a favor, uh, you know, go ahead, make sure you uh, you know leave a written review, drop a five star over there. Be so kind uh, if you can do that for me, guys. So that puts me to my last selection here, and now this is where it's you know strictly kind of a BPA and you know, first things first you get to this and like some of it it's like wow like LeJordan Humphrey what, who, who advised you here like you could have stayed at school you really could have stayed at school and then actually I do know this name and this is an interesting one here oh is he going to do it I saw him is he going to do it oh no you're way off you're way off you're way off um, Tyree St. Louis offensive tackle out of Miami um Pretty good player. Pretty good player. I mean, he's an interesting player. But you know, Pete, you went with the emphasis of you hired a offensive line coach who's a developmental specialist. Yep. Um, is there a possibility here? I mean, you could go specialist. Could you draft a kicker here? Yeah, maybe. But you know, whatever. I mean, I, I'd rather bring in a veteran where you know what you're going to get. 
It hasn't published yet, but I, I wrote a, an article basically saying, screw it, don't bother. But No, but, but exactly. You, you find the one veteran, even if you know his range is 47 or less. Find the one veteran who's ready to do it. You don't want to put this on a kid. That's fine. I, my overall premise is pretty simple. Go for two. Yeah, not only sure. that, but go fourth down and five, go for it. Like, the Browns should do way less kicking and way more betting on the numbers. Uh, yes, but the guy should need should be yeah. able to nail well, a 45 is, if yes. you need it. <laughs> the clock is running low at the end of the half or the end of a game. You need to make a kick. Sure. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, and that's where you go with a crusty old veteran where you can pay him $2 million, whatever. You know, hey, enjoy just being along for what should be a division winning. So Tyree St. Louis, um, interesting player. Um ACC proven, obviously plays a ton of talent. I'll go this route here, and look, even if he doesn't make the team, hopefully I can sneak him into a practice squad and he continue the relationship here. But offensive tackle Tyree St. Louis for my final selection here, and I did able to get the uh, hopefully developmental offensive tackle into the group. So that is put in. Um, just a couple of things about it, Pete. It seems like they got really quarterback heavy here. Um, wide receiver, not so much. Uh, it seemed like you could have taken three, four guys that I know both you both you and me like within the sixth round, within the seventh round. A lot of those guys were very much available. And we'll see how much they end up updating this, though. Right. Uh, look, it's an, a massive undertaking for anyone to rank, you know, 400 and some odd players. Especially as they are in the first year of an infancy of a, an entire brand new site starting, yeah. Right, uh, and, and part of the reason you know it's we want you know that that it's it's nice to use the draft network board is because at least in what I found they've got away the most prospects on it. Um, yes. Now you know Greg you Dorch just went two thirty, two thirty. Yeah. Watch some more Dorch. So, yeah, I mean it's a massive undertaking. You're never going to agree with all their rankings and and you know all the boards that fans speak and all that. They're all all of them are wrong. It's just a question of why get it right and and but to me i i was able to land how many picks did we even have eight eight picks of browns you know i didn't have to stray away from it or anything um you know it's this is to me where the browns have the opportunity to get in this case eight players that are athletic productive and uh you know give you those things on, on tape that make you, you want to you bet on them and the, those types of things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are a million ways this could have gone. And certainly, you know, the easiest way would be just, just do this over and over again, where it's basically Justin Lane or Juan Thornhill or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, then taking... You know, or Taylor Rapp. And then taking Kalen Saunders and then taking Ole Udo. That is certainly the dream for me right and who now. The hell but, cares, and who the hell cares what happens on, day, you know, on round yeah. five on? But... The, the bottom line is, like, no matter what you think of the draft process and all this, there are going to be guys that can help this team to round seven and after the draft. And, you know, people can say that those picks don't matter and they're not going to do anything. And maybe they don't, but uh, they certainly are worth investigating. And, and there were a lot of players uh, that I wish I could have grabbed and guys you did grab that I wish I could have grabbed and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and and credit for you resisting the urge to take your boy from mom. Oh yes. Um, the one thing he, was, now, though, he is on their board. Okay, but the one thing though that actually stunned me a little bit was Amon Marshall. I got tired of searching. I didn't really. They haven't met two ninety six. Uh, some other takeaways from it. If you guys aren't aware, the Cardinals hold three of the final eleven selections in the draft, which is probably a good spot for them because as 
bad as last season went, and if they do go Kyler Murray, they're going to be able to start picking off players where they won't have to compete with, well, would you sign with us as a UDFA? They can get them. So, you know, that could be good for the Cardinals, and, you know, every draft is always different. Um, for me, it was, and this is kind of funny part, Nick Bosa went one overall. Brian Burns went second overall. Quinn Williams went third overall, Pete. Byron Murphy went fourth overall. Josh Allen, sorry, kid, you went to Tampa. That would be the top five based on, I guess this were the player rankings you did predictive, but that would be the top five, which is nice. And, you know, I guess you got to realize, though, that either way, you're probably seeing two quarterbacks in those top five selections. Yeah, they've got Bosa, and, Bo, here are Bosa Allen, Williams, Devin White for Rashawn Gary, five, and then Kyler Murray, six. Woo! Um, guys, this was just some fun we had to fun with, uh, you know, had some fun with. And some of you had asked when I had done the fan speak show to, t- you know, take it through the actual scenarios. So we were able to do that for you here. <clears throat> um, like I said, you're probably not going to get something fresh tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's family time. My brother-in-law actually, uh, his birthday is the 28th. Obviously, mine being today the 30th. That's when we get together, celebrate our birthdays, which is funny because we'll do all the cooking and whatever. But the big five-four, enjoy it. Five-four. <laughs> You son of a bitch. He's almost closer to that. Me, no. Uh, yeah, 45. Uh, not a great number, obviously, right now. If, but that's another topic for another day. Um, uh, I will say this, guys. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, look, guys, and this isn't my brother thing, just you know, another thing I've gone through here personally. If there's people in your lives who are close to you and you know they are struggling, and you know, whether it's you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever, reach out. Um, I suffered another loss here today. Uh, I lost a cousin. She's 50 years old. She's, you know, battled this and, and battled for a long time and just got herself to a spot where she couldn't. I don't know if you're going to change them. I don't know if you're going to be the one to correct the ship, but at least be the one to reach out and say, hey, look, I know you're going through a lot. Understand. I love you. I care about you. Just, it, 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 I don't know if it's going to change anything, but when you go through these situations, and now this is twice now in five months for me, don't be afraid to just do it for the sake of, you know what, I did something, I did what I could. You're not going to, you know, when folks get into these paths, there's, you're, you're probably not going to get them out of it. Nobody's going to get them out of it. The only person that's going get to get them out of it is themselves. But take that advice. At least reach out. Let them know that you care about them because sometimes you don't end up with the opportunity to do it. Um, Pete Smith, obviously, busting his butt over at NFL Spin Zone. Um whether it becomes eight-point touchdowns in Cleveland like Pete's want, Pete wants, hey, maybe we'll find out soon enough. Uh, so, you, but yeah, look, if you're going to be that potent, you might as well roll the dice. And what was it, Pete? They were, what, three of what? Jeff What's had the stats for us on two points. Oh, four of ten on two-point conversions last year. But here's the thing. They only made 82.6% of their extra points last year, which is was obviously the worst in the league. But you only have to get – if you if you make the league average, which is ninety six percent of your extra points, you only have to make forty seven point five percent. Or I'm sorry, the average is ninety four point cent since they moved the uh, extra points back. Uh, you only have to make forty seven and a half percent of your two point versions to break even. After that, if you get above that, it's gravy. You've got an offense with Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, you know David Njoku, so on and so forth. If you can just get to a point where you can just get better than five hundred. Yep. To go two yards, you're going to be gaining points on the year. 
and they should do that. And it, there's a lot of other benefits with that, but going forward on fourth down, those type of things, they should absolutely be a super aggressive team when it comes to those type of things. Well, I always go back to the Billy Donovan in the college basketball theory back in the day. If you shoot 33% from three-point range, it's the same as going 50% from two-point range. So yeah, might, go the, for the it. Exact, the exact thought process that needs to take place, just like, the, just like in basketball now. Uh, Billy point. Donovan, come part of Brown's Twitter. Pete's, Pete's rocking your theories to the nine. Um, uh, whether it's the show, the Locked On Brown's Twitter account, guys, always keep that follow back. It, it's been a fantastic run here. Uh, we're going to probably close out here close to 110,000 downloads for the month. An absolute insane number. It'll be about 30,000 higher than we've ever done. Um, April's coming. It'll be more draft stuff. And it'll be less of the day-to-day as far as what these guys are doing because that's going to dry up quickly. It'll be more about now, you know, visits and, you know, we'll find out who's coming to Berea. And, you know, Pete and I will be able to give our thought process on that. We have some other, you know, folks coming in here for some shows. But, you know, this is for us. I mean, draft junkies at heart do enjoy covering the Browns as much as we do. But we do enjoy the draft process as well. So it's fun to see how all that plays out. Me, personally, uh, at Jeff uh, underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Please go ahead and follow over there. Um, The iTunes rating reviews, keep those coming, guys. We're we're growing and growing. And I know you guys appreciate the work that we put in. And it is no joke. You know, I mean, some people do a podcast and it's, you know, once a week, whatever. And then they put out some good stuff. But it's different. And we're putting out almost one hour of content daily. So we're giving you, and for those who poo-poo it, the Locked On Network says usually 23 to 28 minutes. You guys, I have never, you know, unless it was a strict player interview where I'm not going to ask him for any more time than that, you have never even gotten close to that. You've always gotten double that. And I do pride myself on that with doing the extra work and the content we put through here on this show. So thank you for everything in that respect, and we're going to keep it coming. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, also now heard on Himalaya, uh, Locked On Browns, uh, your team every day, LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.